This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Right here on the BetQL Network, Joe O, Joe G, and Hawksford with you on a Wednesday, one day away from the 2022 NBA draft. Joining us right now, the draft, the process that goes into it and call these crazy odd movements with Paolo Bancaro one day out is Ryan McDonough. He's on the Roman guest line. Ryan, uh, happy to have you back on the show as we look forward quickly here now to an offseason and the NBA draft. Ryan, when you've looked at these top prospects here, there seems to be a lack of consensus on who will go one, who's the best player. Who do you like when you look at this draft? Jabari Smith might be the guy. Chet Holmgren is is so unique uh, with his length and size. And then you have a guy like uh, Ben Kerr who came on at the end for Duke. Ryan, who's your favorite player uh, as we look towards the top of this draft? Well, from a front office perspective, guys, that means it's probably not a great year to have the number one pick because I do think it's relatively even and relatively flat at the top. I'll throw a curveball at you. I think Jaden Ivey, the guard from Purdue, may end up being the best player in this year's draft. It does seem like those top three teams are going to go front court uh, with with Smith, Holmgren, and Van Caro, likely in that order. But um, I'm a Jaden Ivey fan. I think the way he moves with the ball in his hands and the speed at which he plays is, is a little bit different and unique. It reminds me of John Morant or John Wall before he got injured. Uh, so I wouldn't all be surprised if, if Jaden Ivey ends up being the best player in this draft. I don't think he'll go number one. But as you know, look at the history of the draft. A lot of times the best player from a draft class was not the number one overall pick. Well, Ryan, I think there are a lot of people that agree with you on Ivy. And uh, you mentioned that you do think that the three bigs are going to go one, two, three in some order. But if uh, the draft night can be shocking, and this is a draft that doesn't seem to be all that much consensus, if one of the three bigs starts to slide, which one do you think it'll be? Well, a really good question. Um, I, I think... It, Holmgren's probably the most likely, actually. I think people view Smith and Mancaro as more solid in terms of knowing what they're going to get. Uh, Holmgren is a home run swing, and now the potential is uh, you know, tantalizing with, with his shooting ability, uh, his size, his length, his shot-blocking ability. Um, but you know, talking to executives around the league, they're, they're, some are pretty concerned about the body. And what happens now in the NBA, guys, is – Players are not required to do anything medically in the pre-draft. It's one of my you know, main frustrations, especially when I was on the team side. Um, so, you know, say, say there's a scenario in which Chet Holmgren thinks he'll go one or two, and then those teams decide to draft Jabari Smith and Paolo Bancaro. Maybe that's Orlando and OKC picking those tricks. Uh, excuse me, keeping those picks. Uh, maybe it's a potential trade 
Um, and then, and then, you know, if teams don't have the medical for Holmgren, uh, then you could see a slide. So I, I don't think that will happen. Um, but, but, you know, some of the top executives I talked to around the league who, um, you know, evaluate these players and have studied them for, for years now, going back to when they're in high school, have some concerns about Chet Holmgren's body. It, it's so unique, uh, that can be viewed as a plus or a minus depending on your perspective. If there is a Chet Holmgren slide, there's so much value. If you do decide to bet that, how far could you see him sliding? Well, I, I don't think he slides past four, uh, Aaron. I, I think that's probably his floor because I think what would happen with a talent like that is somebody would swoop in and grab him, and the fourth pick is very much in play. You know, we've talked a lot about the top three. Um, you know, Orlando, OKC, Houston, those three. Um, but Sacramento at four is in a different position. Keep in mind, this is a team who's missed the playoffs for 16 consecutive years. That is an NBA record. Um, you know, they, they thought they were on the right track a couple years ago and uh, have had some setbacks along the way with Marvin Bagley. You know, that pick not working out. Uh, multiple coaches from, you know, Dave Yeager to Luke Walton and, and Alvin Gentry and now Mike Brown. Uh, so this is a team that wants to move forward. And, and keep in mind, they're, they're a backcourt-heavy team as well. They have talented guards in De'Aaron Fox and Davian Mitchell, last year's rookie who they drafted out of Baylor. So I think Ivy's definitely going to be the best player on the board if he is available at four, if those three frontcourt players do go in the top three, as we all anticipate. Uh, so I think Jaden Ivey's the fourth pick, but is that for Sacramento? Is that somebody else swooping in? That's what remains to be t- seen. I, I'm fair, as confident as I can be that the Kings would trade the pick in the right scenario, and uh, we'll see over the next you know, 24 to 36 hours if Sacramento gets enough value to move number four. And there's always, when there's a draft like this, when we're not sure who's going to go one, there's always these rumblings or rumors that, that the Magic, they have the number one pick, are, are still not sure. You've actually been in these rooms before. We just hear this stuff from the outside. Does that happen? Like a day out, a team doesn't know, doesn't have their board set? Or is that just because we don't have the information leaking out? People say, yeah, they don't have their board set. Take us inside there. Like uh, 24 hours out, do you think each team has their board set they know and then it's just about how it plays out on draft night? I would say most teams do have their board set at this point, although I'll go back to my first draft as GM of the Phoenix Suns in 2013. Um, Cleveland, who took Anthony Bennett with the number one pick, uh, it, it seemed to me, and obviously I have some inside information there, that they were still deliberating that pick on draft day, maybe even on the clock, you know, when, when, uh, before they called the pick into the commissioner. Um, you know, obviously, that's not something you want to do, whether you draft, uh, you know, the, the, the right guy or the wrong guy. You want to have some consensus in advance. Uh, you, you know, you have all the information. Uh, to put it a different way, guys, I, I don't know why you'd be, you know, debating down to the last minute if, you, if you've done your work, if you've prepared. Um, you know, this year is a bit trickier. Ideally, again, you, you want the number one pick in the years where there's a surefire a uh, no-brainer guy who looks like he's going to be a star. You know, LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Anthony Davis, th- those kind of guys. That's not the case this year, so it does make it harder. Um, but but I think a lot of what Orlando is is doing or not doing, to put it a different way, is intentional. If they know Jabari Smith or whoever is, is their guy, they're not going to say that. It, it behooves them uh, to have the team, especially the teams picking right behind them, uh, like OKC and Houston, uh, have no idea who they're going to pick. And then if the Thunder or Rockets or somebody else falls in love uh, with a player and they want to make sure they can get that player, well, the only way to do that, obviously, is to get the number one pick. Uh, that strengthens Orlando's position on the trade market as well. 
A number of uh, numbers on the draft position have been moving. Wondering if uh, you have any thoughts or anything you've heard about the following players. Jeremy Sohan, he goes from 14 and a half up to 11 and a half. So, so a bunch of buzz on him. Jalen Williams from 23 and a half to 18 and a half, up five spots in the betting markets. And then on the flip side, a player like Ty Ty Washington goes from 15 and a half all the way down to 19 and a half. Uh, those, those numbers, those betting numbers, do, do they reflect what you've been hearing on those players moving up and down? Yes, yeah, so, so Jeremy Sohan, the forward out of Baylor, is somewhat of a, a polarizing guy. He's, he's certainly talented. Uh, you know, he's a freshman, uh, kind of bounced around the, the world in his basketball journey. Um, you know, he has Polish nationality, so he's played for the national team in Poland. Um, you know, he's kind of an eye of the beholder uh, type player. He is a bigger wing, and teams, you know, like his, um, you know, feel for the game, his defensive ability. Um, but, you know, Baylor, he only started one game. He averaged nine points and six rebounds. Uh, so to me, that's kind of a wild card. I, I'd be a little bit hesitant to bet that from a betting perspective because uh, I think certain teams really like him and see the versatility and the upside. And then others, you, you know, say, well, he's, he's too far away. He's not good enough offensively yet. And, and the shooting needs uh, some work. Um, yeah, the one I, I feel more confident about that you just mentioned, Joe, is Jalen Williams. And there are a couple uh, Jalen Williams in this draft. We'll make sure we're talking about the, the right guy. Uh, Jalen, J-A-L-E-N Williams, the junior from Santa Clara. Really had a nice year uh, in the West Coast Conference, 18 points a game, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, he's a Phoenix area kid who was lightly recruited coming out of high school, and he's really gotten better every year in Santa Clara. He also played well at the Combine, uh, so, I, so I, I feel more confident about that one. I, I think he is you know, moving up draft boards from teams I talk to. Um, you know, I, I think anytime you play at a, a mid-major school like that, you're, you get less um, – airtime, you know, TV time than uh, if you play at Duke or Kentucky or one of the Blue Blood programs. But uh, teams really do like Jalen Williams. and But that's an interesting one to me, you know, contrasting him with Ty Ty Washington, who's a freshman at did, who did play Kentucky. Uh, ultimately, I think what you have to decide as a better are, um, you, know, you know, is a team going to take an upside swing, uh, you know, on, on a freshman like Ty Ty Washington, who was a highly recruited high school player, uh, you know, and had a solid year in Lexington, or are they going to go with a more proven established player in Jalen Williams? Um, but but I, I think the markets are on to something. It seems like uh, Williams is moving the right direction. And um, because, you know, they're relatively similar in terms of their size, position, uh, Williams is a little bigger than Washington, but they're both, uh, you know, shooting guards. Uh, primarily, uh, does Williams move up and Washington move down? I, I think that very well could happen tomorrow night. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
guy that you're high on um, that you could see sneaking into the top 10? Yeah, so in the, in the top 10, that's a good question, Aaron. Um, you know, one, one of the guys that, um, you know, I'll, I'll keep my eye on as far as where he ends up because I can see a team pulling the trigger on him maybe earlier than consensus is Ochai Agbaji, uh, the, the small forward mm-hmm. from Kansas. Um, you know, most, most of the people I've seen have him rated in that mid-first round, you know, it's even later in the first round. Um, you know, this kid had a very productive year. He's a multi-year college player. He's a senior, which is an anomaly, as you know, in college basketball. Um, but he was the most outstanding player in the Final Four. Kansas won the national championship. He averaged 19 points a game. He shoots the ball pretty well. I like his defensive potential. Uh, so I, I can see a team, you know, pulling the trigger on Agbaji earlier than anticipated, especially a team who wants a ready-made plug-and-play guy. I don't know if that is the Washington Wizards, you know, with the 10th pick, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. In, in an interesting debate there, guys, if you're in Washington, is, uh, you know, Johnny Davis, the sophomore from Wisconsin, ha- had a really good year, a breakout year uh, as a sophomore for the Badgers. Um, you know, but he stays a younger player, probably takes some time. Uh, do, do you get a more ready-made player who's done more at the college level and Agbaji, or, um, you, you know, do, do you go with Johnny Davis, who was also productive in college, uh, but is younger and may take some more time? Um, those are interesting. Well, one final point I will make from a betting perspective is I think it's a really good bet that Charlotte, with their two picks in that middle first round, uh, does decide to draft a center. Uh, so keep an eye on if, if a Mark Williams is on the board. Um, you know, or even Jalen Duran, if he's on the board, the center for Memphis, uh, I, I'm guessing those guys do not get past Charlotte. If that Charlotte, if they keep the picks, or even with one of the picks, that the, the Hornets take a center. Ryan, uh, one of the great unknowns of this draft and makes it fascinating for his draft prop is Shaden Sharp, was supposed to go to Kentucky, didn't end up, play, didn't end up, end up playing college basketball last year. His draft prop is around seven and a half. Um, how difficult would it be for you to draft a player like that? Or is there this untapped value there? Like, if you have some intel, if you can go back and watch what he did in high school, does that give you, like, you know what? Hey, this kid should be one or two, and we can get him at seven or eight because no one really knows what he could do. Uh, take us through the thought process you think these GMs are having right now on a kid like Shaden Sharp where there's just so little information because he didn't play last year. He's one of the great mystery men in, in recent draft history. Uh, Shaden Sharp's a talented young guard. He's a, he's a bigger shooting guard or small power forward, depending on how you project him. But um, he's, a, he's talented. He's from Canada. He was on Kentucky's roster. But as you mentioned, he did not play a game in a Wildcats uniform. Uh, but this kid's highlight tape really pops, guys. I mean, you see the athleticism. He is explosive. He finishes above the rim. In fact, he's the rare guard that you know, the teams even throw lobs to. They throw back screen lobs, and he dunks the ball above the rim. Uh, so the physical talent is there. He's got good strength for a teenager. Uh, you know, he shoots the ball easily from well beyond the three-point line. He's got big hands and long arms. So he's got everything you'd want physically in terms of a guy who looks like he could be an NBA star, but he doesn't have a body of work. And, and uh, you know, watching him play on the film in high school or AU, he did get – undisciplined defensively at times and then he's you know loose with his handle uh so so you know to answer more directly joe this is the biggest mystery man in the draft i think he probably does have the biggest variance in terms of the projected lottery guys um you know one thing that 
I think people have to be prepared for tomorrow night is, you know, from what I've heard, the teams in that mid-lottery range, uh, potentially Indiana at six, but, but certainly Portland at seven and New Orleans at eight, who took a big step this year. Um, those picks are in play. Those picks are available. So could someone swoop in and draft Shaden Sharp? I, I think that's probably more likely than, say, Portland, you know, drafting him with Damian Lillard and, and um, Anthony Simons on the roster. Uh, New Orleans, you know, obviously made the big move to get C.J. McCollum a year ago, and they want to take a step. Uh, so so I, I think that's probably where Sharp ends up in that mid-lottery range. But uh, I wouldn't at all be surprised if the team who ends up with Sharp uh, is via trade, is not the Portland Trailblazers or the New Orleans Pelicans, is somebody else swooping in to get Sharp. Ryan, we've got about a minute left. Uh, we hit it off the top, but can, can you recap for us right now on Wednesday morning what you think the top five will be in order? Yeah, so I think it'll be Jabari Smith, one to Orlando, uh, two to OKC. I, I think it will be Chet Holmgren. Three to Houston will be Paolo Banquero. Four to Sacramento or Mystery Team X will be Jaden Ivey. And then five at Detroit, I'm hearing Keegan Murray, uh, the, the forward out of Iowa. So that's my best guess. Obviously, a lot of that is fluid. We could have trades. We could have smoke screens. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's the order. Smith, Holmgren, Bencaro, Ivy, Murray. And if that happens, you guys can play this back on Thursday night or on your show Friday morning. <laughs> and if not, please delete the tape and we'll act like uh, this never happened. Yeah, that's what we do with the things we say. So it'll, it'll work out perfectly. Ryan, we always appreciate hopping on. That was Ryan McDonough on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Great stuff there from Ryan McDonough. We'll continue to talk NBA draft. Uh, we have our best bets coming up in about 20 minutes. Nickel or dime next? Yeah, we might just do it right here on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.